Welcome to the Virginia Economic Review Podcast. This is Jason L. Kuby, Interim President and CEO of the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Our guest today is Chandra Brigman, President and CEO of Activation Capital, a nonprofit organization that supports entrepreneurship in tech clusters in Virginia. She's also President and CEO of the Virginia Biotech Park, a life sciences and emerging technologies community in downtown Richmond. Chandra, I'm thrilled to be speaking with you today. Thank you, Jason. I'm happy to participate. Give us a quick rundown of both Activation Capital and the Virginia Biotech Park. What are the priorities of the two organizations and how do their missions complement each other? First, I wanted to just say that Activation Capital, our name, trips people up quite a bit. I just Mm -hmm. want to clarify out the gate that the name Activation Capital is the trade name of the Virginia Biotech Research Partnership Authority, which is a mouthful. We are an independent authority of the Commonwealth of Virginia that was created nearly 30 years ago. And our mission is to help grow life science and advance technology innovation for the Commonwealth. Our focus is on IP-driven business formation and growth, and we do that in a number of different ways. But our focus is on ecosystem development, and that is building and scaling homegrown businesses. And I see that as the flip side of traditional economic development activities that are attracting large enterprises to our region. But our goal is to help build the infrastructure and the connective tissue in our region that creates fertile ground for growing scalable businesses. And so for all intents and purposes, Activation Capital and the Biotech Park operate as one entity, but we do have some lines of separation. So the Activation Capital part of the organization is really focused on infrastructure building out space. And the biotech part is actually where all that activity is happening. So we have a biotech center, we have programming, we convene a 19-member council that's advising the organization on how to grow entrepreneurship and the ecosystem. But as I said, for all intents and purposes, the organizations act as one, building infrastructure and the programmatic activity that's going to grow entrepreneurship and innovation in the region. Can you talk about the burgeoning life sciences cluster in the Richmond and Petersburg regions and the role that you and your team are playing now? And what's the vision for the future? The park was created nearly 30 years ago, and it was motivated in part by this desire to nurture life science innovation in the region. That interest remains today because nearly 70% of the academic inventions coming out of VCU, which is also in Richmond, are focused on life sciences. One of the major milestones that VCU just recently hit is that it now has over $360 million in sponsored research, most of which is in life sciences. That's where the origin came from. It was this density of life science inventions happening in Richmond and how might we capture that and translate that into businesses that are creating social and economic benefits for the region. And so over that 30 years, so we've seen over 650 bioscience companies grow up or move to the region to greater Richmond and Petersburg region, including Pfizer, GlaxoSmithKline, Waco Chemical, McKesson, and many, many others. Life science is a pretty competitive sector. There's some clear leaders that everybody knows in Boston, Montgomery County, Maryland, the Philly area, Raleigh-Durham, to name a few. While we had a lot of activity in the region around life sciences, 
we didn't have a clear specialization that would make us truly competitive despite all this growing activity. That has changed in recent years with the emergence of the advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing cluster. And that too started as an invention coming out of VCU that has now grown into this major opportunity for the greater Richmond, greater Petersburg area to rehome the manufacturing of essential medicines in the United States. We needed a specialization in life sciences that really could plant a flag for the region and have a segment of life science we could be known for that we can own. And with the invention coming out of the Richmond area and now manufacturing starting in the greater Petersburg area, we're the tip of the spear for the United States in terms of creating this cluster for manufacturing essential medicines in the United States again. It's really such an exciting story that's unfolding, and it's been such a pleasure to work with you and the rest of the partners on it. You just talked a little bit about this group that has come together. Can you talk about the culture of the community that is supporting the growth of the advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing cluster? What I've noticed in the region since moving here the summer of 2020 is that there's a lot of support and a lot of excitement about making a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, that coincided with this disruption that's happened because of COVID. And prior to COVID, over the last 20 years, most of the manufacturing of essential medicines had moved overseas. And so with the disruptions to our supply chain, we saw things like electronics be disrupted, holiday gifts be disrupted. But what we also saw was the disruption to our drug supply chain. And that Mm -hmm. became a top priority for the federal government. How might we reshore the manufacturing of these essential medicines that Americans are relying on every day. Started with Medicines for All, which is a mission-driven organization. Then the inventions that came out of Medicines for All were translated into a company, Flow Corporation, which is a B Corp, so also very mission-driven. And then with my organization's participation, we're also a very mission-focused organization. And so all the folks that have come to the table at this point, they see the importance of a safe, secure drug supply chain for America. And they're motivated by making a difference. It really is just a place where there's a ton of energy. And I think a lot of that is about the opportunity to make the impact that you were just describing, not just on Virginia's economic development, but on our national security and our national health. So you mentioned that that you started this new role in Virginia amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. How did that affect how you approach things and maybe your priorities as a CEO in this space? Activation Capital, we were created by the Commonwealth, but we are a self-sustaining entity. So we generate our own revenue to sustain our mission of growing life science and high growth innovation. Our revenue is generated from commercial real estate. So coming into the role in the middle of a lockdown when commercial real estate was one of the most impacted and disrupted sectors was a little concerning for me (laughs) out of the gate. But what we've observed that life science is a pretty resilient sector. It has grown in both the 2008 economic decline as well as this one. And what we actually saw as an organization is an increase in demand. So we never shut our building. So we had our offices and our lab space open for our member companies because they were in the lab experimenting and helping to solve the problems around life sciences. But we were fortunate to be in the one sector in commercial real estate that saw growth. You've been here now in Virginia for about two years. Can you just share your impressions of the entrepreneurial environment across the Commonwealth? How can Mm -hmm. organizations like Activation Capital encourage investment and entrepreneurship generally? And what about the life sciences space in particular? 
at the entrepreneurship level or the venture level, providing the right kind of programming and mentorship that helps entrepreneurs truly think big and think about the biggest problem. That's when you're going to see transformational levels of funding from investors when you're looking at making the greatest global impact. So I think that as we think about nurturing entrepreneurs, it's how do we help them think big? How do we help them focus on the future and where the world is heading? And so the programming that we're offering, the kind of advice that we give to ESOs is the bigger the better because it's going to make a larger impact. At the cluster level, we talk about the advanced pharmaceutical cluster as an example. What I would say there is collaboration wins. You and I have been working with this group of coalition partners that pursue the big federal BBBRC grant. And that was an opportunity for us to try out a moonshot, to really be disruptive and define what could really drive economic development in the region for the next 20 plus years. And that took the collaboration of many organizations. It's not something that one organization like Activation Capital or VEDP can do alone. It's not something that one city can do alone. It really takes the concerted effort of many different players to create an industry. And that's what's going to attract the kind of investment that can be transformational in the region. Can you talk a little bit about how the presence of several university partners in this area has helped you, the Virginia Biotech Park, attract investment and just sort of gain momentum in this area? The university partners are important. Our region is VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, and Virginia State University. So they are an important source of intellectual property. This whole advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing cluster was spawned by IP coming out of VCU. They're also an important partner for training the talent that's needed to work in this cluster and in the companies that are being created that are being attracted to the region. So very, very important from the standpoint of creating the pipeline of talent that's needed to not only get this cluster launched, but sustain it. Very important in terms of helping to inform policy because they have experts at both universities that can help us shape the agenda at the state level as well in terms of growing entrepreneurship, creating a conducive environment for entrepreneurship to flourish and innovation to flourish in the region. Let's talk about some of the other stakeholders and their role in that. You've got private mm-hmm. sector companies, you've got government. Yeah. What, what, are, what are the other stakeholders doing? What should their role be in encouraging innovation in the life sciences? The private sector is really driving a lot of what's happening in our region now. So it is investments in the infrastructure, it is the building of the manufacturing plants, it's supporting the workforce development that's needed for their facility both currently and in the future. The private sector are major drivers in building out this ecosystem and at all levels. Local government can play an important role in helping us attract supply chain partners to truly actualize an end-to-end manufacturing of essential medicines in our region. So how might they promote the region, promote the assets that we have to the companies that are needed to fully build out the supply chain for developing medicines. Federal government is investing in the region. Some philanthropic organizations have endorsed the region with funding. I would say funding from the state would be a tremendous support for growing this cluster, as well as creating a kind of policies that will make it conducive for the companies that want to come and co-locate and help build out this cluster to move to the region. 
one of the really great, cool things about being involved in this work right now in Virginia, in the Richmond and Petersburg area, is that all of these stakeholders, all of these partners that you've just described are playing those kinds of roles, and it's really meshing well mm-hmm. in a way that has transformative potential. So I'm just so excited to do this work with you and so excited to talk with you today. Before we wrap up, I wanted to just touch on one of your personal interests a little bit, if that's okay. Virginia yeah, is sure. a beautiful place. You and I have done a lot of work together to cultivate the Advanced Pharmaceutical Manufacturing Cluster. I understand you're also a photography buff, is that right? Yep, that's right. What are your favorite places to take pictures in Virginia and any spots that are really important to you as you explore the Commonwealth? I live in Richmond now. And as I said, when I moved here, everything was locked down. But one of the things I really enjoyed were walking through the city and finding all the murals and taking Mm -hmm. snapshots of those because I love art and Richmond has a great art scene. So that's been exciting for me. And I'm also a nature buff. So taking pictures of landscapes around town has been quite exciting for me as well. Well, we have a lot of common interests. Uh, Chandra Brigman, such a pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you, Jason. My pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Thanks for listening.